Post podcast. I'm your host, as always, Erin Pym, and I'm the producer of the theatrical variety show, The Bed Post Sex Show. Here at the podcast, I like to invite guests and performers from the stage show and beyond into my bedroom, whoa, to indulge me uh, in a more in-depth conversation about sex and sexuality. Uh, this week, I have a super special and like extremely overqualified guest. <laughs> Um, Let me get out my notes here. He is a certified sexologist, master of public health and human sexuality, and doctorate in human sexuality. Oh, my God, everybody. It is Dr. Stephen DeWitt. Hi, everybody. Yay. Woo. (laughs) I always like to say I have a lot of letters after my name, more than I have in the beginning of my name. And it doesn't mean anything. And that, and that, what does that mean? And one of the things I love about my job is when I talk to people about sexuality, they're the experts. Who cares how many books, cool. how many research, you know, studies I've read, how many years I spent in school or money I spent in school or where I went to school. Yeah. I always get to come from a place of like pure curiosity because I have no idea who that person is who I'm talking yeah, to. Yeah, you don't know their ex- experience. Right. And so I, I always like to open up that way because then some people are like, oh, well, he's like overqualified or is he yeah, fancy? Yeah, super and I'm intellectual like, or I'm whatever. Like, yeah. Let me tell you something. <laughs> I'm a bit of a jackass. But, uh, you know, that's the two sides of Stephen do it. Yeah. yeah. I'm a silly man. Yeah. I'm you still bet. silly. Yeah. yeah. Um, because you have done uh, many things. You're, mm-hmm. You've been featured on uh, Showtime, E-Talk, Marilyn Dennis Show. We love Marilyn Dennis. Marilyn Dennis. Toronto, <laughs> uh, Men's Health, CT morning, CTV Morning Live. That's insane. Yeah. Um, and you go there to like just do talks on sex, sexuality? What kind of things? Can I you mean, do? over the years, there's been so many things to talk about. Yeah. Um, and I, I think with the morning shows that I've done, which is a really interesting demographic because... You always have to be really careful what you say. Yes. Because they're like, you go in and sometimes people are like, well, you can't say sex. And you're like, well, I'm a Stephen DeWitt. I'm an ologist. <laughs> like, what do you say to that? Right? Or you can't say penis, can't say vagina, you can't say kink, can't say like whatever I'm talking about. Because wow. they will get um, blasted on social media because they have, you know, a relatively conservative audience that they're speaking to. So sometimes when I'm on there, I, I say, okay, well, you know, what are the words that I can say or can't say? Yeah, valid, um, valid so, points. You know, some of the times I've been on has been talking about my book, when my book first came out, yeah. uh, when Fifty Shades, the first movie came out, there's a lot of people that are like, oh, we need to talk to someone about that. So I did that. And, yeah. you know, I'm all about opening up conversations, uh, normalization, destigmatization, sexual empowerment. Like Me too, bro. Like, who cares what we do <laughs> with what's between our legs? Like, right. really? We're not going to be having sex with 99.9% of the people that we come in contact with in our lives. So why do we care what they're doing with what's between their legs? Yeah. Right? Like, listen, our sexuality is a huge part of us. It's important, but it's one 180th of the whole person who we are. Yeah. So why do we put so much freaking emphasis on it and worry about it and are so concerned about it? And yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Oh, uh, what? Well, let's tell people first of all what exactly is a sexologist. <laughs> Great question. I like to say. What that. do you do all day? <laughs> my mom still asks me the question. My dad doesn't want to know the answer. Um, so, as sexologist, there's there's three main parts of of my business. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one, I have a private practice where I work with individuals and couples and help them discover and create the sex life that the boys wanted. So, like coaching. Coaching, exactly. So there's there's two levels. One, if, if uh, you know there's an individual couple that, that is stuck with something or frustrated with something in their life, they can't really figure it out, they'll come and work with me. Uh, the the next kind of kind of group of people that are, are fun to work with as well are people that have a good sex life, but they want to take it to the next level. Nice. How do I open up a relationship? How do I create a power, healthy power exchange relationship? And they'll come to me and I'll help work with them and help them navigate that. Okay. Um, all the work that I do is, is talk therapy. It's hands off. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's a, a big part of what I do. The second part of what I do is speaking. I love to speak. Public the, speaking. Yeah. The mm. biggest audience, the better, right? <laughs> it's For me, it's where I can make the biggest difference. I'm a performer by nature. I love being on stage and I just come alive. Yeah. And I can, you know, if I can read 
100 people or 300 or 400 or 500 people in an hour versus one person in an hour. Like, for me, that's just my stand in the world. Size does matter. It does in this in, <laughs> in this instance, right? Because my stand in the world that all people live a sexually empowered life and they have relationships that work. So that's the second part. And then the third part of, of what I do is around media. So TV and radio and yep. podcasts and writing and that kind of stuff blogging so, blogging yeah i read a yeah. lot of your blogs yeah i do I see, that's such a blog i don't even have it in my head that i'm a blogger but yeah i do blog i still love blo- reading blogs like that's probably not a thing that tons of people uh, is it kind of past as far as trends go i don't know i never I was sti- on that trend i still love reading blogs i'm happy that you read my blog <laughs> that's awesome it's like my favorite thing to do on the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, and speaking of that, since I was creeping you online so hard, mm-hmm. um, you use a lot of terms. There's a lot of terms that you use that come up a lot when yeah. you're uh, talking about sex and sexuality. Is it okay if we talk about defining some of those sure. terms? What yeah, kind absolutely. of those things mean? Let's start with your book. Yes. Oh, you wrote a book, girl. I did. I did. You That's know amazing. it. <laughs> And it's called The Sexual Freedom System. Winning the Inner Game of Sex. Yeah, yeah, the, the co-title. Uh, That's right. Winning the Inner Game of Sex. Yeah. Winning the inner, inner Game of Sex. Stephen. Yeah. Tell me about it. <laughs> One of the, the main tenets that I see people struggle with is their focus on sex is external. Yes. Um, and that's where the power lies for them. So it's like if, you know, they have a partner like, oh, you know, my partner didn't do this or they did this or my partner can give me orgasms or I can have great sex with my partner mm-hmm. um, or, you know, things are working well is like, oh, they didn't do this or if they only did this or they used to do this or, hey, that barista at Starbucks is really hot. Man, sex would be really great with them. So sex in a conceptual way happens over there with someone else. Mm. And I believe that the most important, the longest lasting, most reliable sexual relationship anyone will ever have in their entire life is the one they have with themselves. Mm -hmm. And most people walk around in the world sexually unconscious. They walk around thinking that, okay, this is what turns me on. This is what gets me hard. This is what gets me wet. This is what's perverted. This is what's gross. This is whatever. Mm -hmm. And they don't actually do the thinking of like why that is. Where did that come from? Like we, we are, um, I believe, you know, so uh, socially constructed creatures mm-hmm. and everything, you know, when we were born, we were born with two fears, the fear of loud noises and the fear of falling. Interesting. And then everything else, and especially around sex, has been conditioned. We've learned that stuff. Cultured, yeah. Exactly. Learned behavior. Yeah. So that, the inner game of winning the inner game of sex is, is like, okay, well, what's the sexual relationship that I have with myself? How do I get... One, aware of that. How do I get confident? How do I build self-esteem about that first and foremost for myself and then be able to go out and create great sex? Mm-hmm. And that, I think, is a missing link um, in, in a lot of the, the work that I do and a lot of the people that I talk to is just that self-awareness mm-hmm. and that self-esteem for themselves. Yeah, you're not going to know how to have great sex with a partner if you can't have great sex with yourself. Exactly. Is this also linked to this finding your authentic sexual voice? Mm-hmm phrase that I was reading a couple times? Yeah. So there's, uh, we've kind of touched on it, so I'm just going to jump in. So yeah, the sexual yeah, yeah. freedom system, there's four, there's four steps to it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Sorry. the first one is developing sexual self-awareness. So who the F am I sexually? Mm-hmm. And so I do work with people in, in understanding their sexual blueprint. So what are the messages that you've received throughout your entire life? Mm-hmm. What are the ones that still serve you? And are like, yes, I'm 35 years old and this still really works for me. For example, what? Um, it's okay for me to, I'm just keep yep. it really simple. It's okay for me to touch myself. It's okay for me to masturbate. It's okay for me to do that when I have a partner. It's okay to do that with my partner. That's something that's really good, mm-hmm. right? Versus a, um, so that would be a good thing. That's like, yes, I'm going to keep that messaging. That's good. That works for me. It's hot, sexy. My partner like, or my partners like it. It's that's healthy. really great. It's yep. Perfect. And then there may be some of those things that we've got messages about ourselves that don't work. And being able to... Like de- like the opposite of that. Exactly. That, right? so that if you were it's ashamed, bad to touch myself. Do not do that. You get hairy palms and you go blind. Didn't you know that? Yeah, right. Yeah, there's yeah, lots of studies yeah. about that. Um, <laughs> so it's, it's looking at that and then saying, okay, this doesn't serve me. This is actually preventing me from actually connecting with my partner or my partners now. And because I have so much shame about this, I can't relax. I can't be at ease. And that is um, a place that you know, I'm, I'm not able to achieve orgasm. I'm not able to be naked with my partner or whatever. So we identify those things that don't serve and then we deconstruct them. We substitute really healthy, uh, supportive 
um, substitutions mm-hmm. uh, once we've taken those negative ones out. So that's the, kind of the first part is developing the sexual self-awareness, your sexual blueprint. What are some other maybe negative things that um, might hinder, just for examples? I mean, there's, I mean, if I look at some of the, the client base that I, I work with, if, you know, if I look at a, like male clients, like just some of the sexual myths that, that we have as men, right? So um, we always have to have an erect penis. We always want to have sex. Uh, we have the biggest penis. We can have penetrative sex for hours. Yeah. You know, that kind of stuff. That that's the center exactly. of, of sex is the penetrative sex. Totally. That that's the main event. Exactly. I got to orgasm. My partner always has to yeah, orgasm. I have to give her an orgasm. That's right. Yeah. I love that, giving orgasm. I tell people, I'm like, listen, if I could give orgasms every Christmas, I'd wrap up orgasms, give them to everybody that I know. Yeah. But you can't. That's you share your works. orgasm. Right, you give your you give your orgasm or you share your orgasm with your partner. So some of these messages, like, and that's just like a one client, but there's also you know people who ex- experience sexual trauma. Yes, of course. And then being able to like look at some of those messages and some of the impacts and the imprints that they've experienced in their life, and being able to take those and um, you know deconstruct them and then construct something really healthy for their lives so they can be empowered so they can own their sexuality and it's not again it's the relationship with themselves that they have mm-hmm. that it's no longer this person did this or these people did this to me but no i can own this of like who i am and this is healthy and this is a this is how i want to express that and share that mm-hmm. so that's the first step self-awareness um, developing that sexual self-awareness and then the second step is developing sexual self-esteem so how do you love and accept yourself right now yeah. Like not when you're five pounds lighter, not when you get that, you know, boob job or whatever, not when you, your penis is bigger, not when you have the right partner, not when you, um, you just know, happen to be having tons of sex. Exactly. With somebody. Yeah. Right. Yeah. A lot of time I have uh, people that when I ask people to do the podcast, they're like, mm, can I wait until I have like a more active sex life to talk about? <laughs> and I'm like. Yes, but I mean, that's definitely doesn't mean you're not a sexy person and don't have interesting story and interesting. That's that's really interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of people think they have to be having a lot of sex to come do the podcast. Mm. I'm like, no, it's almost more interesting at this point to like talk to somebody who's like very chaste or like chosen chastity or like, you know, lost her virginity really late or like absolutely let's hear the other side of the mm-hmm. story it's almost like more interesting mm-hmm. than the people that are like oh man 10 orgasms whoa like because yeah, yeah, yeah. that's not the necessarily the norm that would make an interesting plot i'm not going to orgasm on this podcast <laughs> just so you know <laughs> damn it pg-13 damn it steven um, so yeah developing that that um love and acceptance for oneself is is so challenging for a lot of people yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm teaching a workshop um, kind of soon. It's kind of an intro to striptease. Mm-hmm. And part of that, I'm going to bring in some like body, some BOPO, body mm-hmm. positivity mm-hmm. kind mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. things, just about finding your own brand of sexuality, yeah. not defining sexy by what society and the patriarchy yeah. and everything has defined sexy as. Yeah. Like finding your own definition of sexy and that it's just not, um, it's not limited by age or weight or Mm -hmm. you know color or Mm -hmm. like all these things Mm -hmm. i I always say sexy is a sexy does you know there's such a wide variety of people of energies of sexual expression and we are so limited by how we've been conditioned to look at sex Mm -hmm. that it's got to be this way or we have to be this way or our bodies have to look this way or this is the thing that has to turn us on or this is you know, the thing that we need to expect from our partners. It's fascinating the work that I get to do with people. And I get I get this really in-depth window into, you know, one of the most sacred and private parts of people's lives. And, mm-hmm. you know, one of the things that I love about it is I just get to blow open, you know, some of these stories or some of these things that they've been telling themselves. You know, there's a, you know, I've worked yeah, with Yeah, the a, script you've been telling yourself totally. for years and years. So, you know, I worked with a husband and wife and they were like, oh, well, uh, you know, he had it that it was like I he had to like like oral sex, blowjobs. Because that's what a man of course likes, is supposed of to like. Of course, you know, yeah. I've been taught and like really. He My was partner like, does not. My partner is not a huge fan of blowjobs. Awesome, and you guys have talked about that. But these people were together for like twenty five years or something. He didn't like it, and guess what? She didn't like it either. 
So I, I like it. Especially if he's not liking it, how is she gonna like giving it if he obviously doesn't enjoy Why it? Why he was like, no, I gotta do this. This is the man thing because we always talk about getting a blowjob, getting my dick sucked, and like that's cool or that's the way I'm supposed to be. And it's like, no, you don't have sex. Doesn't have to look like anything other than what you create with your your partner. Yeah. And coming from that um, created phenomenon place rather than the the social scripting or yes. the the sex dance that we've been taught you know in media and blah 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 like it, 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 listen if you want to lick your partner's left nipple and then um they you know have them stroke your right elbow and Perfect. that like makes you come fill your boots <laughs> you know <laughs> fill your but it, like, take a video. I'm sure there's some porn site somewhere oh, that'll yes. you'll make a million bucks off Somebody it. Somebody loves but, that. But like, who cares? You know, it doesn't have to look like anything. Is if it's consensual, if you're enjoying it, your partner's enjoying it, just rock out. Yeah. If you're two consenting adults, then yeah, yeah, flood your basements. Totally. Um. Okay. Step three. Step three is developing what I call sexual responsibility. So we we touched on it earlier, where it's a um, it's a it's more of a contextual phenomenon. So rather than People are trying to find great sex with a partner or find great sex out there with a barista at Starbucks. It's like getting to know yourself as someone who can own that and bring great sex to a relationship. Mm. Yeah, right? what can you bring to this? Totally. Bring to the table. So it's like, hey, like, and, and part of that comes from developing the sexual self-awareness. Like, hey, this is who I am. This is what I like. This is what turns me on. This is what's really healthy. These are the sexual, this is the work that I've done. And then loving and accepting yourself for who you are. You're like, yeah, like, I rock. Like, I like getting my left nipple licked and then stroking my partner's right elbow. That's my ish. That's my That's my jam. <laughs> Let's do this. Right? And then... You get to like own that. So then when you're when you're connecting with a partner, this is you're like, okay, I'm the source of great sex. I know now what great sex is for me. Mm-hmm. And now I can actually create this rather than being like trying to find that. One of the things that I find are, are a big struggle for people, they look for sexual symmetry. So like I want to find someone who um, likes the same thing that I do. Mm-hmm. And... I find, you know, in my experience, that's so rare when people like are like boring. Yeah, (laughs) you want somebody who's doing the exact same thing that you're doing. And the majority of people are like, well, I like, you know, making out and then touching on top of clothes and then touching underneath clothes and then clothes come off and then we're going to be touching some more and there's going to be stroking and fingering (laughs) and there's going to be oral sex and there's going to be penetrative sex and then mutual orgasm and then we're going to go to sleep. Right and and like, but again okay. that's, that's the script that we've been taught and there's nothing wrong with it like listen if that's your thing I mean like, that sounds great that's good um, but... nothing wrong with it but in be to be able to step outside of that so mm-hmm. when you're meeting someone it's not like hey well this has to be the same thing that we've done because that's we've been conditioned and taught in the sexual dance mm-hmm. but hey there's something else that I want to do there's mm-hmm. something else that I want to explore and you can be the great you can be the source of great sex you can be the one that opens doors and opens communication and opens different accesses to your partner, your partner's Mm -hmm. sexual desires or fantasies. Yeah. And you're not saying that you can't like learn from the new partner. No. Because that's half the joy of being with a new partner. Yeah. It's like learning the way they have sex. For sure. And being like, oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Great. Like, tell me that. Teach me that. Teach me how your body works. Yeah. And then the second component to the sexual responsibility is that you can actually look back at past relationships and be like, oh, yeah. I did that. Oh, yeah, I said that. Oh, yeah, I wasn't authentic. Yeah, I I was pretending this. I was withholding this. I didn't share with them that. Right? And so it's a a powerful exercise to look back and be like, hey, now I have the awareness. I have the self-esteem. I'm now responsible for who Mm. I am sexually and the sex that I have. Now I can look back and be like, oh, yeah, I totally didn't own that. Yeah. And I totally didn't, you know, step into my power. I didn't trust myself. I didn't trust my partner to say that. And then people can start owning that, like, yeah, the sex Just that they like had. Just, like, learning from your, you know, mistakes. Sure. Like, like we've all, I, I, we've all had, you I know, don't know if we've all had bad sex, but I certainly have bad sex. Sure, and sure. They're learning opportunities. But yeah. to be able to own that, and rather than blame or point fingers mm. at partners, be like, oh, yeah, I, you know, there's just so much learning in this place where people could be like, oh yeah, I'm the source of great sex. I'm responsible for the sex that I have. And I and that's an empowering thing for people to take on mm-hmm. rather than, oh, it's because of my partner. Or they the sucked in bed. Have. They sucked at going down on me. Totally. It's like, no. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people I find that are like, oh, they sucked in bed. It's like, well... I doubt that you are the most communicative. And, like, I think you probably sucked a little. Like, you you probably just were like, 
going along <laughs> totally silent and just thinking, oh, this guy sucks in bed. It's like, well, you probably suck too for not communicating that you were yeah. not enjoying the sex you were having yeah. and communicating what you actually wanted to do. Like, yeah. So you both sucked, okay? Like, yeah. There's equal responsibility to be taken. Yeah, totally. I, I, I have a, a brief caveat that I like to share with people um, about my personal life. And, you know, people have this thing that I'm a sexologist. I've studied a lot. I talk about it. I love sex. It's amazing. So I always have great sex. Well, no, not the case. People think um, that about me too. Right? It's definitely not the case. So there's yeah. my uh, my last girlfriend. Um, uh, the first time we connected sexually, um, it was it was my birthday and it was all about my pleasure. Right. right? That was the first time. Right. So then I was like, okay, the second time, like it's gonna it's gonna all be about her. Like I'm gonna rock her world. <laughs> I'm gonna bend her brain in ways <laughs> that she has never even like conceived. Right. <laughs> So she comes over and I like pull out all the stops, right? Like it is, it is an event. Okay. It's like eight hours. Get your tickets. It's like eight hours, you know, get your tickets for this all access ride to my body. Okay. It's like eight hour like event. And we're, we're, I will never forget this. We're lying in bed afterwards and I always like to, you know, check in. Sure. So I said, how do you feel? And she turns and she looks at me and she says, I feel used and disappointed. <gasps> oh, damn. So in that moment, I'm lying there and I'm like, there's two ways I can approach this. I can be upset and angry and justified and how dare you and I'm this blah, blah, and blah, I did blah, all that work right? and you don't appreciate. And I was like, nope. I'm like, I'm going to just get really curious. And I'm going to ask her. That's so mature. Yeah. And and it was so hard because so much of me was like, I wanted to be like, F-U-B, <laughs> like, get the F up out of here. But I was like, no, like, I need to, like, own this. So I was like, I was like, okay, tell me more about this. And she yeah, shared. Let's and talk was just, about it. Yeah. So much came out of this. And, um, you know, then we were together for the next year and a half. And it was funny that that next Valentine's, I got her a shirt that said, used and disappointed on it. <laughs> got over that hump no pun intended but yeah, yeah. it was it was just like a, you know I talk about this all the time I empower people all the time but that was just like a really humbling moment for yes. me to be like Stephen you need to get your shit checked like and and I I will never forget lying there and just like the the crushing weight of like hearing something like I feel used and disappointed. Wow, that's yeah, that's hard. That's hard. Um, but you know, and and she's amazing, and I love her, and we're yes. friends now. Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. great. But but you teachable know, moment, there. exactly. Yeah. Right, and I always like to share that because again, it's like you know, I'm just human, and you know, I'm doing the best that I can with what I got. And sure, I went to school and studied a lot, and blah 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 blah. But you know, sex is again, it's such a personal thing. People have their own awareness and they have their own expertise mm-hmm. um, inside of that. Uh, we got a little sidetrack. So then the the last yes, the right. last step is the step number four. Step number four, the last step. Drum roll, please. <laughs> um, is authentic sexual self expression. Okay. So people are like, what is that? That's not very yeah. woo woo. Um, <laughs> so it's 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 a natural flow from uh, developing sexual self awareness, sexual self esteem, sexual responsibility to authentic sexual self expression. So. Mm-hmm the easiest way for me to talk about it's to be able to be fully who you are and to communicate that effectively to your partner. Mm -hmm. So in the absence of what I like to call sins, okay? And those are the standards, ideals, norms, and expectations that society has put on us. Mm -hmm. So you just get to be yourself. You need to be like, I don't give an F Mm -hmm. about what, where I came from or who's going to judge me or what I thought was right or what I thought was wrong. I've gone through this process and now like, this is who I really am. And this is now I have an access to create great sex. Mm -hmm. And so in this, in this space, we do a lot of work on communication and owning that, creating space for your partner to be, or your partners to say whatever they have to say back. For them to be their authentic sexual selves. Yeah. And that, this, you know, a lot of people come in there like, Stephen, I want to have great sex. You know, how do I do this? How do I do this? How do I do this? And I'm like, listen, communication is lubrication. Yeah, if nice. you can communicate, if you can, like you said, like open up that space of like, wow, this person, like Aaron is like sharing something like super authentic and like, it, you know, she's, you know, you know, grappling with it and confronting for her, but she like respects me enough that she's going to share this. That opens up the space for now me to be like, 
wow, you know, no one's ever talked to me on this level. No one's been this like real with me about their fantasies or what they don't like for what I did last night or whatever. Mm -hmm. Now I have the space to say, Hey, you know what? I've never said this before, but like, this is what I, this is what I want to try. And you know, I've been pretending that I like it when you tie me up, but I really don't. And I want to tell you whatever it is that Mm -hmm. comes out. Just creating that safe space. Exactly. To have the real authentic connection. Yeah. It becomes a co-creative environment. You know, to, to like really like look at sex and, and um, have it authentic for both people. Mm-hmm. And again, in the absence of the standards, ideals, norms, and expectations. Mm-hmm. So the sexual freedom system on a, on a really high level takes sex from a, a social construct mm-hmm. down to a personal, personal. construct yeah. and then to a partnered construct. Nice. Right? So society, yourself, and then what you want to create with your partner. So that's mm-hmm. the sexual freedom system. Damn. You know, get the book while it's hot. <laughs> Lord have mercy! Save the souls! I'm saving. I'm saving lives. I'm saving sex lives here. Okay. We're saving sex lives. Preach. Preach, Stephen Dewitt. Mm -hmm. Uh, We are going to take a quick break. I think that's a great spot to do so. We have so much more to talk about with Dr. Stephen Dewitt. We'll have him back in the second half. This episode has been brought to you by the worker owners of Come As You Are. Come As You Are has the peculiar distinction of being the world's only worker-owned cooperative sex shop. With feminist and anti-capitalist values, Come As You Are only carries sexuality products that they truly believe in at the lowest price possible. Enter coupon code BEDPOST when you check out at comeasyouare.com to receive a 15% discount. And don't forget that shipping on orders over $50 is free in Canada. That's B-E-D-P-O-S-T when you visit comeasyouare.com. This episode is sponsored in part by Spiders Will Eat Your Face, the documentary feature. Available on Amazon Prime, Instant Watch, and Amazon.com. Spiders Will Eat Your Face is a documentary about the history of pet tarantulas and how the web of spiders is all tangled up in some important historical moments in America. That is Spiders Will Eat Your Face, the movie, on Amazon. Hello, everyone. We are back with Dr. Stephen DeWitt. Let's talk about, okay, so we talked about this, uh, a lot of the terms that you use, you know, with mm-hmm. your book and with your practice. Can you tell me exactly, like, the range of the work you do on mm. a daily basis? Who, what types of people do you work with? What types of problems do you typically help to resolve? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And how you go about doing it, like, in a concrete way? Mm, yeah. So there's, there's such a wide, I've been blessed to have such a wide range of people come through my door awesome. um, to work with. Anywhere from people who have experienced sexual trauma and want to reclaim that part of their lives and have a healthy sex life to, you know, just couples that don't have sex anymore. Yeah. And, you know, it's so great. People come to me and they're like, Stephen, relationship is great. Everything's good. But just like the sex life, we just want to, we just need to transform that. Everything else is good. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, over the years I've come to realize that um, sex is a symptom of what's going on in the relationship. Right. Yes. So... When I start working with people, it's, it's well, what's getting in the way of you connecting with your partner? Like what types of things? Typically? Uh, just so un, unresolved conflict, like the stuff that like traditionally, like it's not, maybe not even a big thing, but it gets swept under the mat, right? It gets swept under the rug. Well, eventually that rug is really bumpy and you fall over because there's so much crap that you've yeah, been sweeping under for just built 10 up years. So many small things. I call just... it, I call it, um, when I'm, when I'm working clients, it's like, it's a swamp that has like a little bit of ice on top. Mm-hmm. So if anything happens, like you're going straight through and you're like, you're sitting in a swamp right. of crap that's right. been happening, but it's like, Oh no, it's okay. Or like this happened or we got in this fight and you know, I forgive, but I never forget because it's underneath this rug. Mm. And, you know, I say that the most natural thing between two human beings that love each other and that are attracted to each other, because this is often the case, like, we love each other, we're attracted to each other, we just don't have sex, Mm. is, like, there's all these different walls and different blocks that come between them from connecting, because the most natural thing would be to to reach out and connect some way, Mm -hmm. right? If if it's a hug, if if it's a kiss, if it's sex, whatever, it's, it's so natural and it's beautiful when it's there, but... 
with couples, and I think there's an epidemic of unhappy couples, yeah. right? People that aren't having sex, they aren't having the sex that they want, yeah. and it, it's just, you know, they're in toxic relationships, or they're like, hey, this isn't what I'm going to have in my life, and I'm just giving up. Mm-hmm. And I'm just a, such a firm believer that people have a right to have great sex, mm-hmm. and there is an access to it, right? Like, when I work with people, they're like, holy smokes, I never thought this was possible. Yeah. Like, I never thought I could talk this way with my partner. So I work with couples when they're grappling with... Um, bed death, right? And not having any sex. Yeah. Um, I, I, I work with men mm-hmm. um, who come and they have issues and concerns around what's going on between their legs. You know, if it's performance anxiety. Yes, and, which is huge. Yeah. Oh, you know, it's such, you know, my phone rings all the time, even just with friends of mine, not even clients being like, oh my goodness, Stephen, I need to talk to you, I need to talk to you, <laughs> which is great. I love, and you know, listen, I love working with people i've heard it all seen it all you'll help a friend right it's all good but it's like i'm like what happened like you know where's connor breakage you know sti like what like what's going on they're like my dick didn't stay hard last night or i couldn't my dick didn't get and i'm like oh my god i'm like okay so like take a deep breath and it's just about like hey listen it's normal if you have a penis sometimes it's gonna work the way you want sometimes it's It's not not gonna work the way you want yeah and it's just part of who it is, yeah. part of who you are. I'm like, listen, for me, sometimes that happens to me too. Yeah. Right? And it's, it's just... Anxiety, a stress thing. It's uh, like, how many different factors can it be? So yeah. many. There's just so many. So then I, then I, you know, do make quick work out of like, well, what was going on for you? Like, what were you thinking about? Where was your head at? What led up to it? Like, what's going on in the relationship? And they're like, oh yeah, I was totally up in my head the whole time. And I was like upset well, about this. Or I was focused on like last time, you know, the, this happened and my penis didn't get hard. So now I'm focused on that. And you're up in your head. You're not in your body. You're up in the stands as a commentator looking at like what's going on in bed. And you're like, well, that's not very sexy. The major you know? third eye. Totally. Like- <laughs> Big brother is here and it's you looking at yourself, making yourself wrong because your dick's not hard. Yeah. Oh, that's not sexy? Yeah, probably not. Um, so I work with men on that level. Um, again, sexual trauma I work with through with people. And again, like some of the, some of the really like, uh, you know, fun, cool stuff is like, Hey, we have a great sex life. We want to, we want to introduce a power exchange dynamic. We want to open up our relationship. How do we do that? So it's not necessarily a problem that they're coming to you with. It's like, help us. Yeah. Help us, help, us, help us navigate this space in a way awesome. that like honors who we are as people, the foundations and uh, the values that we have inside of our relationship. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of people are like, well, I can't do that. That's wrong. I can't have an open relationship. I can't have sex. So that's like, bah, 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 bah. Yeah. And um, you can. Yeah. And, it, and it takes work and it takes communication and it takes structures in place and it takes all sorts of different things that people haven't even turned their brain to. And that's, you know, something that I have a particular level of expertise in and experience in. And so I can help them navigate that space the same yeah. way. Yeah. But all of this is, is based inside of the sexual freedom system. Right. Like those four steps are just like the fundamental, like, so people get to know themselves mm-hmm. of who they are. And then, and that's one of the things when I was developing, you know, when I was doing my doctorate and I was developing the sexual freedom system, I was like, I want to take something that has... Um, it's a platform that has a broad application. Mm-hmm. So it's not going to be something that's like highly specialized in this area, but people can go through this and people read my book and they write me and they're like, oh my goodness, this is what I was dealing with. And this totally like blew my mind. And now I can X, Y, Z, A, B, C with my partner or by myself. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of the, the, the work that I do with people in my private practice. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some of your favorite topics to speak mm-hmm. on? Oh, do you have a niche, uh, a- um, so, so, so many, so many things I'm sure. So but. One, of, one of the things that I'm, I'm really passionate about is, uh, providing a voice to people that don't have voices sexually. Mm-hmm. So if we look at, um, people who would be classified as neurodivergent, um, so I worked with people on the, um, autistic spectrum, specifically people with Asperger's. Um, I did some work last year and, uh, an amazing man named, uh, Evan Mead, who has Asperger's brought us all together and we put on these workshops and like bring people in and like how to talk about relationships, how to communicate body language. How do you talk about sex? Mm -hmm. Like all these kind of things. So that's something that I'm really passionate about because people are like, Oh, any kind of quote unquote disability, like Mm -hmm. that's automatically non-sexual. Yes. Where like these are, you know, amazing human beings and sex is, and they want to have full lives and full sex lives just like every other adult. They want to get some. Oh yeah. But again, in society that's like, okay, no, we don't do that. Yeah. Um, one of my, one of my passions is always women. 
like just empowering women, giving them a voice, like oh, giving man. them a space. Oh, yeah, you know, women are sexually superior creatures. <laughs> they are. <laughs> Damn right, we are. Listen, yeah. listen. The the ability to have multiple orgasms, the yeah. vagina being um, an organ of potential. Um, you know, just like the clitoris being there just, just, for, just pleasure. for pleasure, just Work for it. pleasure. Work <laughs> it. Ah! Like they, women are sexually superior, and they have. You know, one of the things I always I always share with women is like, you have a blank check for what you want. Wow. Yeah. You just need to fill in what the f you want. Yeah. And it's it's such um, it's such a need. It's mm-hmm. such a need, and and so that's something I'm super passionate about. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, my partner always says that he's jealous of my orgasms. Yeah, yeah, no, there's there's so much potential. The the other group that I'm um, I love to work with, and I'm doing some work on a, on an international um, group that's focused on vulvar and vaginal cancer. Yes. So women um, that have experienced cancer uh, in that area and have part of their body removed. Wow. Yeah. So they're part of their vulva removed or some part of their vaginal canal removed. Mm-hmm. And then, or there's like huge nerves there. Totally. There's, and yeah. then how do you, and there's, there's, you know, breast cancer is a thing and like wear pink and like raise millions of dollars and that's great. And, and again, proportionally there's more women that are diagnosed with breast cancer, mm-hmm. but there's this, you know, there's this group of women who are out there that, and there's essentially nothing out there. Yeah. Even prostate cancer is a thousand times more visible yeah. than, than that. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. So that's something that I'm, I'm just working with, um, a group on and, and creating something around providing support for these women to have a voice to be like, how do I own this? Just create awareness. Listen, there's, well. there's yeah. enough bullshit for women that they have to deal with around, you know, what their vulva looks like in the first place and yes. what's sexy and what is normal and what blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Now on top of that, let's layer like, oh, well, part of that is removed or, you know, and how do you reclaim that? How do you own that? How do you communicate that with your partner? How do you have wicked orgasms and wicked sex? Yeah. And, and just really step into that when you've been conditioned to like, one, that's a bad part of your body. Two, it's supposed to look like a particular way. And three, you have an identity that there's something missing or broken because part of it, it's not there. Yeah. So that's stuff wow. that, that I'm, I'm passionate about. I love to do, you know, I, I love, I'm blessed to be able to speak. Um, and, and one of the fun things that I love to do is, is speak in the corporate environment. Cause people are like, <laughs> Stephen, how the F are you like, man? And I've spoken on some, there's a, I've spoken at the million dollar round table conference. There's like 8,000 people. Yeah. I did a breakout session. So there's about 500 people in that. Um, I've spoken at the, the Toronto Academy of Dentistry at a dental conference. That's hilarious. I'm speaking I love at that. a, from that, there's a spinoff. So I'm speaking at an orthodontist conference in September. <laughs> That's so funny. So people are like, they're looking at things and I fit into two areas. One is like totally out of the box. So people bring me into a conference and they're like, you know, it's a financial planning conference. So there's going to be like lots of numbers and be like, oh, well, the the newest trend on this is going to be this. And then they're like, wait a minute, Dr. Stephen DeWitt, sexologist, talking about how to create the sex you want in your relationship. I'm going to go to that. Like people are like, I'm, that's the thing I'm going to listen to. People want to do that. Yeah. So there's that part. Of, so I fit into out of the box. And then that's I also so fit into the whole person. And this is where smart organizations, and most recently I've been working with um, CanFit Pro, Canadian Fitness Professionals, mm-hmm. that organization. And they're looking, and smart companies and organizations are, are looking and saying, wow, if my employees are happy outside of work, mm-hmm. chances are they're happy inside of work. Yeah. And if we look at relationships and happiness, sex is a component of that. Mm-hmm. So if we can have someone come in that speaks and he fits in the umbrella of like the whole person category mm-hmm. and sex is part of it and he can speak in a way that is comfortable and it's humorous and funny and, and you know, there, it's not, you know, I always be like, listen, my pants are going to stay on and I'm not showing porn on my PowerPoint. Yeah. You know, because there's, there's usually a committee and half the committees are like, yeah, Dr. DeWitt's awesome. We've seen him. He's great. And the other half is like, what? We're having a sexologist come in? Oh, yeah. no, we can't do that. Yeah. People think that with my show as well. Like, they automatically think, like, it's a sex and sexuality variety show, mm-hmm. as I put it. Mm-hmm. And um, people automatically, I'm like, you're not going to Oasis. I'm not doing any, yeah. like, live demos. Yeah. Of any. Like, they, they automatically think that there's going to be sex Sex is going to be had on the stage. Yeah. <laughs> no. No. It's so Pro- much more. Probably not. Yeah, most likely not. There may be someone getting flogged or like some of the electro stim. Yeah. We've got an electro stim de- demo coming up, but like it's nothing to be afraid of. Yeah. Like it's just people mostly yeah. for the most part, people talking about mm-hmm. sex mm-hmm. and like that's, you know, maybe some a little bit of stripping, but like. 
Guys, it's just sex. Yeah, like, the imagination is, a, is an amazing <laughs> thing. Sometimes you gotta rein that in, buckaroo. Rein that oh in. Oh my god, exactly. Um, let's talk about your latest blog post. Yeah. Everyone masturbate. Let's talk about masturbation because we're you're saying the first step is kind of know thyself, mm-hmm. know your own body and your mm-hmm. own sexuality, mm-hmm. and that lends itself right to masturbation, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, I think you know people have a limited again, sexual connection with themselves and who they are. Mm -hmm. And one of, again, the the earliest sexual experiences that most of us have is with ourselves. Is masturbating. And it's a healthy, it's a normal, it's a uh, fulfilling part of one's life, period. From the day you first explore that with yourself Mm -hmm. to the day that they put you in the ground and put dirt on your face. Yeah. If that's what you want to do. You can get (laughs) cremated or whatever. I don't want to offend anyone. Right? But until you die. Yes. It's there, and, and people have it as, or can have it that it's like, oh, it's only at this point, or I can't do it when I have a partner, or I can only do it this way, or under this circumstance, or with this particular thing, or I can't do it. With it. Like, there's just so limits, much around So it, many limits. Right? Of like, and it's just like, listen, like, I have a hand, yep. you know, and I manipulate the hand, and I do whatever I want with it, and I have it to, to write things with, I cook food with it, I like... Wash my non-existent hair. I have a shaved head, so I don't have any hair. But so I save money on shampoo. But like, it's a hand. It's, it's yeah. just a part of me that I that I'm I connected with, and it's great. And then there's what I have between my legs. Mm-hmm. And so many people have uh, so much stuff laden on, like what's between their legs and who touches it, when they touch it, how they touch it, even themselves. Yes. Right. So it's so important, even in the work that I do, for people to uh, have that connection with themselves. To be able to explore, to learn what they really like. to And, and again, some of the, the women that I work with, they're anorgasmic, right? Mm-hmm. So there's yes. a primary yeah. and secondary. So primary is you've never had an orgasm before. And secondary is you can have orgasms, but in, in particular situations. So you most can't. of the clients that I work with are secondary anorgasmia. So it's like uh, I can't have an orgasm with a partner. Right. and But I can have an orgasm by myself. Right. So, uh, you know, the, the, the question inside of that is, well, what do you have when you're by yourself mm-hmm. that you don't have when you're with your partner? They're like, I still have my vulva and my vagina, yep. and I still have my hands. Yep. I'm like, okay, good. So what is missing? Yeah. So like, just think of What's like... What's there, but not there. Exactly. Yeah. And so I let them kind of grapple with this for a moment or a couple minutes, depending on how, how long I have to work with them. But then they get to a point of like, oh, yeah, like safety. Yes. Trust. Comfort. Yeah. Respect. You know, I, I, I call the, the tried of trust, honesty, respect, and safety. Like if you have those covered, then you can start building trust. That's the, the integral foundation of where trust is. So honesty, respect, and safety. So if there's anything missing, your body on a subconscious level is like, oh, hell no, you're not going to orgasm. Mm-hmm. Like you, you're not gonna like orgasm is that is that beautiful like moment where you're completely released and you're completely connected and you're able to be your most vulnerable and surrender to what's there and you're not gonna do that. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna be able to do that exactly if, if you feel unsafe, if you feel not respected, if you feel exactly. Yeah. So you know that's a lot of the work and and you know the the self work for again it, the majority of the time it's women when we're talking about masturbation and orgasms and how they're working through that and getting connected with themselves because it's it's such a beautiful experience mm-hmm. and there is a lot of guilt shame and fear associated with that or with with their vulva with their vagina like mm-hmm. it, it's or just so, taking up space in the bedroom with their partner like totally. a lot of women take a long time yeah you know yeah take a good 40 minutes yeah of someone going it down on them yeah and every woman isn't going to want to ask for that mm-hmm. isn't going to want to have to make quote unquote their partner do that take for the time sure. to do that yeah. it's like a lot of t- can be a lot of time and energy that has to go into it yeah and i just like listen just be honest like Hey, this is this is this is who I am. Yeah, it takes me this amount of time, and I really like it. I enjoy it. And guess what? Orgasm doesn't have to happen all the time. Mm-hmm. That too. Yeah, know, yeah. It it's it, and even like I I say this you know to some some men when I'm speaking to men's organizations, and they're like blown away. They're like, "What do you mean? I don't have to orgasm all the time?" I'm like, "Well, just consider it." Yeah, just think, think about that. Just, I mean, it's just, not like you have to do it. I'm not going to come into your bedroom like the company sure and don't. be like, "Listen, no orgasms here. Stop it." 
right? But it's it's you know just these concepts that people have like so ingrained like that. There's a little more. Like there's a little more to it, yeah. and <laughs> yeah. there's so much more that's possible. Yeah. When you start looking at sex as something that's a co-creative process, mm-hmm. that's at, at the you know, people are so hung up on the mechanics of it. Yes. Yeah. And and the mechanics and the mathematics of it. How many times do I have sex? How many orgasms? Did how how orgasm big is it? This we, like how yeah. many blah blah. I mean, sorry. And then you start comparing. I'm like, leave the freaking like mathematics to the accountant, <laughs> right? It's like tax season. Leave that there because we get so hung up on the math and the mechanics. Like, oh, like this position or this. Like, I gotta put my head or I can lift them up and flip them around and reverse. Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. It's like forget about the mechanics. If we look at because when you get hung up on the accounting and the mechanics, we forget about what sex is about, right? Sex is about connection. Mm-hmm. It's pleasure. about intimacy. It's yeah. about pleasure. Yeah. It's about vulnerability. It's all these things. And when we get caught up in the math mm-hmm. and we get caught up in the mechanics of it and, and, and we make that wrong because we don't have the mechanics or the math right, we, we, we start throwing the baby out with the bathwater yeah. and we don't have that amazing connection that we want to have with our partner or our partners. Mm-hmm. And that's when that's- we start shriveling up as human beings because our life is the relationships that we have. Like, if we didn't have relationships, we wouldn't have life. Mm-hmm. So, it, you know, I, I I try and give people some freedom about, like, you know, who cares about the mathematics? Who cares about the mechanics? Mm-hmm. Who cares about what it actually, if it works for you, if it works for your partner, if it's consensual, if it feels good, do it. fill your boots. Uh, talking about masturbation mm-hmm. still, mm-hmm. how do you feel about toys? I love toys. I love toys. Oh, professionally, excuse me. Um, <laughs> I think they're great. I think they're, um, they can be used... For so many different reasons, mm-hmm. and they don't have to be used solo. They can be used in the bedroom with mm-hmm. people. Yeah, a lot of people come into my store and they're like, "Where are the couples' toys?" I'm like, yeah. "Well, every, the first thing I always say is, well, you can take any toy into yeah. a couple scenario. Yeah. You can literally take any toy in the store and play." Yeah, they with don't. Your they don't combust. It. You know, if you're by yourself, <laughs> yeah. this will self destruct in thirty <laughs> seconds unless there's another person in the room, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, so I, I, I think they're wonderful. They can be great. I mean, some of the advances in technology. Oh, there, there are some cool actual couples toys. It's, it's, it's fascinating out what's out yeah. there. And so I think, I think toys are great. Um, toys for boys is something that I, I like to talk about as yeah. well. Um, because again, it's like for when you think about sex toys and the fleshlight, you know, kind of started shifting that conversation about like, oh, yeah. this is actually a sex toy for a guy. This is really cool. Yeah. Huh? Now there's like a lot of cool vibrators out there. Yeah. Like not just the crappy vibrating cock rings, but there's actually like, yeah. like the hot octopus is a mm-hmm. really cool one. Mm-hmm. Um, there's like a, there's a one that Tantus does. It kind of looks like a racing car. Cool. Um, <laughs> Um, just like little vibrators that, you know, can be laid like on the, on the tip or along the shaft or something Mm -hmm. like that. Or, or there are also lots of masturbation, uh, sleeves that are vibrating and, um, ones with rotating beads now. Mm -hmm. Some have insane lights, like it's a disco in your bedroom or office or wherever you jerk off. Um, yeah. I, I, so I think it's great. You know, sometimes people have this thing of like, oh, well, why would, if I have the real thing, why would I use a toy? Right. And the other thing that I hear is, you know, well, my partner has a penis and he gets upset if, you know, or they get upset if, if, if I'm using this, because they're like, well, you got the real thing here, baby. Like, no, no, it's two different things. This is a toy and you are a person. Yeah. They don't feel the same. I'm not, I'm not insinuating that they feel the same or give me the same pleasure or sensations or that they're even related at all. Yeah. They have nothing to do with these. I, I, I don't know about you know all the listeners out there, but sometimes I just get tired. That too, yeah. You know, Matt loves that I use a vibrator when we're together because he's like, it saves me. <laughs> he's like, it honestly saves me like God a bless half you, Matt. Hour, a half hour of work, and like all I have to do is lay there beside you and dirty talk you. He's like, hell yes, I will do that all day long. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I will never say no to doing that. Yeah. I will always want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> Lay beside you and dirty talk you while you use your vibrator. So like, it, and it's, uh, you know, it can be so hot to, to visually consume someone who you are sexually attracted to. Visually consume. I just said that. That sounds really I good. I like that. Visually use consume. Use that on the website. Right? <laughs> you know, someone who you are sexually attracted to in their own element and turn yes. themselves... You can learn so much 
by just watching. Yeah, watch your partner how masturbate. They touch themselves. For sure. How long, how hard, how they move it around. Like, what's the energy in the room? Like, you just learn so much. Yeah, you especially can be a great a new lover partner. just by learning. Yeah, yeah, especially a new partner totally. to watch them masturbate. Totally. That's huge to learning how they like to be touched. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what What do you do on the radio? You do something on the radio. I do something on the radio. Do- yeah. Um, so News Talk 1010 has uh-huh. been uh, a big supporter of mine over the years. And, and currently, I get to hang out every Sunday night at around 1040-ish with uh, David Eddy. Mm-hmm. And we talk about all things sexual. Love it. And so I usually come up with uh, two articles that I'll send them. And, and one's... You know, uh, a more educational kind of vibe and tone to it. So yesterday I talked about asexuality. Cool. And then I talked, and then one's kind of like a fun one, right? So we talked about sex dolls, and they're now uh, have the ability to, to talk and communicate. Yeah. Technology. And, and you can set you can set it to like moody or sassy or happy or whatever. So <laughs> it's it's you know we have some fluff to like get people thinking and and lighten it up because sometimes you know there is a, a lot of significance and stories and scandal that goes along with sex. So and there are some heavy topics yeah. related to sex that yeah. are important to talk about. But you know it's nice to have balance. <laughs> yeah, and, and he's great. He comes from uh, he. I think he has a fairly romanticized view of my life because you know uh, I'll, be, I'll be traveling I was in Cuba and then I was in Maui so I'm calling in from there and he's like has all these things about like my sex life that you know he's married he's got been married for decades he's got you know three sons and so monogamous um, I yeah assume. so he uh, I think he lives a little vicariously through me so we have a, we have a great rapport we talk about stuff people call in people text in they have questions yeah. and yeah we just have a ball every Sunday night super fun that's amazing yeah Dr. Stephen DeWitt, we're pretty much at time here. Holy smokes. Oh, my God. Will you please tell me where people can get your book? Yep. Where they can find your website if they want some coaching and yeah. all that good stuff. So you, you all want to get on your keyboards right now. Right now. On your phones, whatever. You, and you're going to type in drdewitt.com. So that's D-R-D-E-W-I-T.com. And uh, there's going to be a beautiful website that pops up. And on there, you can look at, you can click on book, you can get my book, you get a hard copy, you get an e-copy part of that. You can click on coaching, you can find out more information. I always, when people go to my website, mm-hmm. just shoot me an email if you're interested in coaching and we can cool. talk about what's going on and, and, and how it would work, what it would look like and, you know, if it would really serve you. And again, you do one-on-one, you do couples. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, you do it all. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. And if people are looking to, you know, have a speaker come in and mm-hmm. blow the roof off a place. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something, that's something that I love to do. And like I said, I I work with very, very conservative audiences and then I, you know, speak at King conferences as well. So a wide variety of options for people. Uh, Stephen, thank you so much for coming and speaking with me today. My pleasure. Everyone, this has been Dr. Stephen DeWitt. He's a sexologist. Give him a call, give him an email, go to his website, buy his book. And I'm Erin Pym. And this has been the Bedpost Podcast. Check back often because we release a new episode every single Friday. If you want to see Bedpost live, the Variety Stage Show runs at the Social Capital Theatre the third Friday of every month at 8. For more information on everything Bedpost, please visit us on Facebook at Bedpost Erotica or on Instagram at the Bedpost Sex Show. And don't forget to check out Spiders Will Eat Your Face, the documentary, which is available on Amazon Prime, Instant Watch, and Amazon.com. Or Spiders Will Eat Your Face. Nobody wants that. That's Spiders Will Eat Your Face, the movie, on Amazon. Lastly, the Bedpost podcast features original music by Stephanie Copeland, who can be reached on Facebook or at her website, stephcopelandmusic.com.